It's a uh, test tube of Thursday where we talk science with our science expert, the beloved Dan Riskin. Good morning. Beloved. I like that. I like that. How are you doing? Well, you're also ubiquitous. You appear on a whole bunch of shows, so I'm glad that you're still with us on Thursday mornings. Well, listen, you guys gave me my, my foot in the door with this whole radio and TV stuff. Uh, I remember it well. I had left Daily Planet and wanted to keep pr- spreading the gospel. And you and I had a great conversation about how we could make that happen. And, and it's really worked out for me. And it's been really, uh, really rewarding. So I'm, I'm appreciative of that. And I haven't forgotten my John Moore roots. So I'm always happy to, to meet with you when I can. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And we're, uh, I always look forward to Thursday mornings with you. So uh, what is easier to remember, a symbol or a word? Yeah. So like if I have to remember a dollar, uh, do I remember the word dollar or do I just remember that symbol for dollars or biohazard or uh, stop or do I remember an octagon? Like there are different uh, ways you can present information depending on who your audience is and how well you want them to remember what you have to say. And this is new research out of Waterloo, which suggests that symbols actually work better. And if you think about the fact that we're moving, at least in the way we communicate, we're largely moving from words to emojis. It feels like, oh, kids nowadays with their emojis, but they're onto something. This suggests that emojis are going to be more effective as a way to to make a memorable text or whatever, to communicate effectively so that the brain of the person receiving the message really absorbs it. And the the, the reason that, uh, so they did a bunch of experiments where they had people memorize lists of either words or symbols, and they showed in a whole bunch of different ways that people have an easier time remembering symbols than they do words. And they think there are two reasons this happens. One, um, if I say to you the word play, uh, that can have a whole bunch of different meanings. But if I show you the circle around a triangle like you're used to seeing on YouTube that you click on, you recognize that as the play button or it's the, on the front of a VCR, whatever. Anyway, the play button is one that you recognize and it, it has a very specific meaning. It's play, but it's it means play a, a, a recording. And so because it's less vague, maybe symbols are easier to remember for that reason than the words with which they're associated. But the second thing is that typically when you see an image, including a symbol, you in your head, you say the word for it. So if I show you a picture of a bell, you might sing bell, the word bell. Now you've got two things to remember. You've got the visual and you've got the, the image in your head. Uh, or sorry, you've got the visual and you've got the word. Whereas when I say a word to you like moon, you might not necessarily form the image of a moon in your head. It might be more vague that way. So you might not have as much information to remember. So anyway, it's, it's an interesting insight and I think might be a potential hack if you're trying to remember things, if you're taking notes or or what have you, uh, little drawings, little symbols might be better for your brain than to write down the word. A lot of excitement in India and around the world because India became, I think, the fourth nation to land a yep. spacecraft on the moon. Yeah, that's right. And the first nation from the global south. China is north of the equator. Uh, China's on the moon. Uh, the USSR got to the moon long ago. And the US, of course, uh, hasn't been back for a while, but they've also landed on the moon. So this does make India the fourth nation. The 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 mood in India right now, like when you watch the news reports, like the, the anchors are so excited. There are people dancing in the streets. Like people are thrilled in India about this accomplishment. And with good reason. It's really hard to land on the moon. India crashed there four years ago. Uh, Israel crashed there four years ago. Russia crashed there last week. Um, their Japan crashed there earlier this year. It's just, it's really hard. It feels like we did it in the 60s, so it shouldn't be a big deal, but it yeah. really is a big deal. It's very hard to do. And now the exciting thing is that they've got this rover that uh, it, it looks like is 
at least partway out the door now. I'm seeing stuff on social media suggesting that the rover has emerged from it. Uh, it was a little slower than expected because the dust had to settle after their landing. Uh, but uh, this thing's going to get out and drive around. And uh, they've got, if I understand correctly, they've got two weeks of sunlight because a lunar day takes a month because it's the pace at which it goes around our planet. So uh, it's 28 days to uh, uh, 28 Earth days to a lunar day. So it's got about 14 days of sunlight, and then it's going to go dark for 14 days. And so they they're trying to get as much done in those first two weeks before their solar panels go dead for two weeks, and then they're hoping they'll be able to revive on the other side of that. But lots to lots to look forward to in the next two weeks. There is a school of thought when it comes to global warming slash climate change that since we can't really stop it, we've got to find a means of geoengineering some kind of a solution and one aspect of that would be dimming the sun how would, is there a light switch somewhere since the beginning of time man has yearned to destroy the sun i will do the next best thing block it out there it is. There it is. There's always it a Simpsons clip. Eh? Yeah. The Simpsons are always like a decade ahead of everybody else. I mean, they made jokes about Trump being the president before, long before that ever really happened. They're, they're just on top of things. Or maybe they're controlling. Maybe they're the, the controlling what actually happens. But nonetheless, let's hope we don't get to what we're talking about here, which is, okay, well, we've missed our goals. The climate's changing. Can we just turn down the sun, please, and make it less hot that way? So the idea is that you would have a fleet of airplanes that, that spread aerosols in the stratosphere. These really high-flying airplanes that are just constantly dumping aerosols to make a cloud that stops some of the sunlight from coming down and hitting our planet. Uh, could that work? So uh, some researchers did ran some numbers and said like, okay, let's look at a couple of what they call tipping points where like all of Greenland melts. Like, can we prevent that or slow that from happening in this way? And what they come up with as a, as a what their models show is it would help a little, but it wouldn't make the problem go away. And we're much better to, to try to fight climate change and there could be a whole bunch of unintended consequences. And so we kind of don't want to go down that road. So this is the, the scientists saying very officially, can we please not do that? Please, but sir, every them? plant and tree will die. Uh, owls will deafen us with incessant hooting. The town's sundial will be useless. <laughs> again, again, the Simpsons are ahead of the scientists. And, and I think the, the Simpsons makes better points because the, who wants that hooting owl, right? Thank you, sir. Good to have you this morning. Thank you very much. That's Dan Riskin, our science expert, and uh, always happy to, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. 6.50 every morning, as you may know, Monday to Thursday, because um, Maureen Holloway is, uh, is retired from doing her Fridays. But uh, Monday to Thursday, we have one of our designated specialists come in to talk about their favorite stories of the week from their particular ballywick. And so Thursdays is science. Let's see, Monday is politics with Mulcair Monday. Tuesday is Tech Tuesday with Carmi Levy. Wednesday is White Coat Wednesday. See the pattern here? With Dr. Uh, Mitch Shulman. And Thursday is Test Tube Thursday with Dan Riskin.